0: It's a website and an app, and it has hundreds of videos. And the, the purpose of these videos they're, they're like each like five or six minutes long, and uh, the videos help tell the story of the Bible. Specifically, what they say is it ha- it's to help people experience the Bible as a unified story that leads to Jesus. And so this is why I, I love these videos so much, is because it shows the, the meta-narrative of the Bible. Meta-narrative just means big picture. Like, it's so easy for us to kind of lose the forest for the trees with the Bible, because there's all these different sections and different authors, and you'd be like, well, how does this all fit together? And it actually, it does. It fits together beautifully, and it shows how everything is summed up in Jesus, how everything that God has done, like the big picture, what he's up to, and how it all is fulfilled in Jesus, that Jesus is the star of the story of the Bible. And so it just shows like all these, you know, again, hundreds of videos, there are themes, there are all the books of the Bible. So if you're going to start reading a new book in the Bible, you can watch a five to seven minute video that introduces the book and gives you a little more understanding as you dive in. There are word studies and it just kind of shows what God has been up to, you know, from the Garden of Eden through the patriarchs. Through, you know, uh, Moses and the Exodus and the Davidic monarchy and the prophets and Jesus and the early church, the, you know, the age of the apostles and and the church now. Um, And so I could imagine us doing this series every year. Because uh, like I said, there's so many, there's so many different, different videos that are available, and, uh, and I think it's really good for us to talk about big themes. I think it's really helpful for us to get a better understanding, like a broader understanding of, of the Bible and the themes in the Bible. So over the next month, starting today, we're going to look at heaven and earth today. I'm going to show you a video in a moment with that and then next week we're going to look at what does it mean for us to be made in the image of god and the authority that comes with us being made in the image of god then we're going to talk about the theology of the kingdom and then i'm going to finish it up talking about justice specifically biblical justice and why god's justice is so important and how we're called to be a part of that uh so so let's get started and just remember you know what i would encourage you you know, download the app, go to the website, bibleproject.com. Uh, I, I actually, wa- I've gotten into this routine where every morning when I do my daily Bible reading, I, I watch one of these videos. I'm kind of working my way through. And so it's been really edifying for me, not just to like watch it so I can teach it, but just for my, for my own understanding. So they're really good. So let's watch the first one. This is called Heaven and Earth.
1: Uh, overlap.
2: Now there are two types of temples described in the Bible. One is a tabernacle, basically a tent that, that was built by Moses, and the other was this massive building made by
1: Solomon. But not so fast, because the temple also creates a problem. So God's space is full of his presence and goodness and justice and beauty, but human space is full of sin and injustice and the ugliness that results.
2: So how do these spaces overlap if they're so different and they're in conflict with each other? This
1: was resolved
2: through animal sacrifice. Yeah, that's kind of weird. What do animal sacrifices have to do with this?
1: Yeah, the the idea is this to end the age of sin and death by redeeming all of human history in a renewed creation. And God's space and human space completely overlap once again.
0: All right. So, yeah, so we're going to start each sermon in the series with a video like that, exploring a the theme, and then kind of doing a deeper dive into it. So the Bible, if you have your notes, you can follow along. The Bible is the story of the overlap or the integration of heaven and earth. And so one of the things that I found, and I, you know what, I, I really like being able to talk big picture stuff. So this is like very much a big picture message where I just one to really talk about like what our what life is supposed to be all about. a few like little questions like what's the meaning of life? What's the purpose? What are we supposed to be about? And so, and so the story of the Bible is all about the overlap of the integration of heaven and earth. And what I have found through the years of being a pastor is, is I think that we don't really think in very helpful ways about heaven. Meaning that, that we don't think about heaven, we don't think about the afterlife in heaven and what God is up to in ways that can really add a lot of strength and purpose and direction for our life. We've kind of, we've taken the message of Christianity and we've kind of boiled it down to, well, you need to follow Jesus so your sins can be forgiven, so you can go to heaven when you die. Now, that's, that's true, right? But it's not complete. It's not, like, the full picture. And then we have, you know, like, like we talk about, like, you know, there's a, a gospel song someday, you know, I'll fly away, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away, and want to fly off into heaven. And then there's, like, really unhelpful images of, of little cherubs sitting on clouds with wings, strumming harps, and we're like, well, that's, I don't know if I want to do that. That seems kind of weird. I don't want to be a cherub. That's, you know, I've gained a little weight, but I don't want to be a little chubby cherub. But... um you know and and so and so i I remember when i was a kid when i was a teenager i grew up in the church and so i heard a message my understanding of the gospel was i need to ask jesus to forgive my sins so i can go to heaven when i die but i gotta be honest when i was 15 years old that wasn't super compelling because what i thought was like all right well i want to go to heaven when i die i mean it sounds better than going to the other place but but what am i going to do for i was 15 years old what am i going to do for the next like 60 years like there really wasn't a vision for what I was going to do with my life. It was just like, well, I'm just going to wait so I, can, so I can go to heaven when I die. And that wasn't really compelling. And I think that what happens is that that misses that when we just talk about going to heaven when you die, we miss the meta-narrative of the Bible, the big overarching story of what God is up to. And when we understand the big overarching story of what God is up to, I think it enables us, it helps us to live our life on purpose for a purpose. It helps us to discover what we're for, to realize what our life is supposed to be about, to have direction in our life, knowing that we're safe and secure in the kingdom of God, that we're gonna go on into relationship with, with him for all of eternity. So let me break down a little bit of what, what the video kind of introduced, right? So you have heaven, which is God's space, And as you know, the Bible, there's different words for God's base, different phrases. There's the kingdom of God, there's the kingdom of heaven, there's paradise, there's eternal life, and so heaven is like a different plane. It's like it's a spiritual place. It's like a spiritual plane, if you will. It's it's like different. It's different from earth, but it's where God dwells. And in heaven, in the kingdom of heaven, God rules completely, which means the only things that happen in heaven are the things that God wants to happen. That no one resists God's will. God's will is done perfectly. God's will is done perfectly in heaven. So that means there's perfect truth. There's perfect beauty. I'm getting a ton of text. I'm in a family Wordle group, and everyone is apparently getting up doing their Wordles, and so I forgot to put my, my iPad in airplane mode. So, but good news, Lily completed her Wordle. So, so that's good for you guys to, for you guys. Okay, now I'm out of my notes, okay? So this is very funny. I've been... All right, there you go. It's, you know what? It's not easy being a pastor in, in, uh, in 2022. There's all sorts of challenges. Um, all right, so, so you have heaven, which is God's space, and God rules it with perfect love, perfect truth, perfect justice, and in the kingdom of heaven, God's rule and reign is complete, right? Only God's will happens. Nothing ever happens that isn't God's will. And then you have earth. Earth is our space, And there's different words for our space. There's the kingdom of this world, the kingdom of darkness, this present age, the age of sin and death. And so earth is a physical space. And so there are rivers and there are trees and there's ground. And we're we're made from the dust of the earth, right? We're physical. We're corporal. And what we certainly know from earth is that God's will does not, oftentimes doesn't happen here, right? That God's will is often thwarted here. There's lots outside of his perfect will that happens. There's hatred, and there's murder, and there's selfishness, and there's greed, and there's evil, and there's injustice, and there's racism, and there's oppression. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but what it is, is sin and death, right? Sin and death is ruling and reigning. But it wasn't this way originally. When God made the world, He said it was good. He actually said it was very good. And so Genesis 1.31 says God saw all that He had made and it was very good. So it was all very good. And then Genesis chapter 2 goes into a little bit more of a detail of creation. And it talks about the Garden of Eden. And it talks about when God made humanity. And so what it says is you have this space. The Garden of Eden is this space where heaven and earth intersect, where there's an overlap between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of earth. And every and it's paradise. Everything is the way that it's supposed to be, right? Adam and Eve, they have jobs, they're 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 exercising, they're made in the image of God, and they're naming the animals, and they're doing, they're doing what they're supposed to do. I think what they're what they were supposed to do, right, from this place, from Eden, is they were to use their authority, being made in the image of God, to see this overlap spread so that it eventually covered the whole earth, right? And the Bible says that God would come down and walk with them in the cool of the day so so there was perfect fellowship between God and human beings it was the way that everything was supposed to be because of the overlap because heaven and earth were connected and so what God said to Adam and Eve is he said all right listen you guys listen you can have anything that you want eat any of the trees any of the fruit of the trees that are here just don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil it says this Genesis chapter 2 verses 15 to 7 the lord god took the man and put him in the garden of eden to work it and take care of it and the lord god commanded the man you're free to eat from any tree in the garden but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for when you eat from it you will certainly die so basically adam and eve could get their life and their connection from god like what is life about what is the purpose what is good what is evil like our understanding from life is just going to flow out of our connection with god They could either do that or they could choose to eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and by doing that live independently from God and be like, yeah, no, God, we want to do things our way. Like that, like the Frank Sinatra song, right? I did it my way, which is like the anthem of humanity. And so Adam and Eve, we know what they chose, right? They decided that they didn't want to live from that place of connection with God, intimacy with God. They wanted to do it their way. They wanted to live separately from God. They wanted to be in control of their own lives, their own destiny. And so we know what they chose, and we know about the devastating effects. So according to the story of the Bible, they were banned from Eden. And so now you had, rather than the overlap of heaven and earth, you had the separation of heaven and earth. And so Adam and Eve went out, humanity went out from the Garden of Eden, and rather than spreading the overlap and seeing heaven and earth completely interconnect and intertwine, then what they actually were doing is they were spreading sin and death. They were spreading, they were spreading hatred, and they were spreading oppression, and they were spreading murder, and they were spreading you know, isolation. They were spreading death. And before we go and say, well, Adam and Eve, you guys messed everything up for all of us, we've all done it, right? They, were the, they committed the original sin, but we've all followed suit. Isaiah 53, 6 says, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And so we've all done it, right? Adam and Eve's story is our story. We've all kind of said, I want to live independently from God. I want to kind of do it my way. And as a result, there's been a lot of sin and death in our life. And there's a lot of sin and death in the world. But the meta narrative, big picture story of God throughout the whole Bible is God has pursued humanity with a relentless pursuit. God, like, can't stop, won't stop. He's like, I'm going to come up with a plan. I'm going to reunite heaven and earth. I'm not going to give up. And so you see, like, you know, and these videos kind of help you understand what his strategy was with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and how that led to the Israelites and the Exodus and the Davidic monarchy and then the prophets and then Jesus and and really what, what we understand is that the overlap, my second point, the overlap of heaven and earth happens through jesus right it happens through jesus and let me just explain that for a moment because you go all the way back to the garden right god promised all the way back all the way in genesis chapter three god prophesied god foresaw jesus's death on the cross it says this in genesis three fifteen. 15 that god is speaking to satan and he's talking about the offspring of woman you know talking about jesus and he says he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. So in other words, what God is saying all the way back in Genesis chapter 3 is he's saying, you know what, Satan? You, you're going to get your head crushed. But it's gonna, while your head is getting crushed, you're going to be striking the heel of my servant. You're going to think you're winning, but actually that whole thing when you strike his heel is going to lead to your head being crushed. And so what that was is a, a foreshadowing of the cross. God was prophesying the cross all the way back in Genesis chapter 3 and so you have Jesus, right? Jesus, it says in John chapter 1.14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The, the Greek word there that's translated dwelling is tabernacle. So the word became flesh and tabernacled among us, right? Remember the tabernacle was where the presence of God would dwell. And so now the presence of God, the overlap is happening through Jesus, right? Jesus is not only the tabernacle, he's also the lamb of God who's going to take away the sin of the world so that, so that there can be cleansing, so that there can be the overlap, so that our sin can be dealt with. And so Jesus is the personification of the overlap, right? Because he's fully, he's the son of God born of a woman, and so he is heaven and earth coming together, the physical, spiritual embodiment of the overlap of heaven and earth. And so what's so incredible about Jesus is that Jesus, as the overlap, he didn't just say like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go hang out in the Holy of Holies because I just want to stay in the Holy of Holies. And that's where God is. And I'll just stay there. That's not what he did. Right. He, he rolled up his sleeves and he got into the dirt and the grime of humanity. And what he said is, I'm not content just being the overlap. I'm going to spread the overlap. And so what he, he went where there was brokenness. He was known as the friend of sinners. He went where if there were people who were demon-possessed, he went and he set them free. If there were people who were overcome by, by, by death and by disease, he would heal them. He would resurrect people from the dead. What the Bible says Jesus did, it sums it up in uh, 1 John 3, verse 8. It says, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. See, that's what Jesus did. He went about bringing the overlap, destroying the devil's work. It says this in Luke chapter 7, when John the Baptist was kind of confused about what Jesus was doing. And they said, are you the one? Jesus said this, he said, listen, go back and tell John, verse 20. It says, uh, at that, he says, are you the, it says, John the Baptist sent us to ask, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits, and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the messengers, go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. See, what Jesus is describing there is the overlap, right? He said, this is what I'm doing. I'm going around, and I'm proclaiming God's rescue plan. I'm, I'm proclaiming the gospel uh, with a special emphasis on the poor. Those who have been most beaten down by, by all the injustice and pain in this world, I'm letting them know that God is making a way, that there's a rescue plan. And then whenever I have an opportunity to undo the works of the enemy, I'm undoing the works of the enemy because the overlap undoes the work of the enemy. Right? When the overlap happens, when heaven comes to earth, right, the, the pain is replaced by love. Right? The hatred and anger is replaced by God's goodness and God's mercy. Right, the, the strife is replaced by peace. The overlap brings the peace of God. And so what Jesus told his disciples to pray, because it's kind of it's amazing that we miss this like big picture thing, because it's right there in the Lord's Prayer. Right? The Lord's Prayer, we've, got, we've, had, we've had billions of people throughout the last 2,000 years pray the Lord's Prayer and maybe not really understand what they were praying for. Because the Lord's Prayer, said, yeah, you know, the disciples said, how should we pray? And they said, Jesus said, pray this way. Pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so that's the overlap. It's all about the overlap, right? It's all about how do we see heaven come and spread its influence here on earth so that heaven and earth can overlap, heaven and earth can be united. And so the third point, the third thing that I want us to think about and this is, you know, I don't know if, I hope that you're kind of driving with this because I think this is, this is exciting stuff. And the third point is that the overlap of heaven and earth now happens through us. The overlap of heaven and earth happens through us. And so what does this mean to 14 or 15-year-old Phil who was worried about wanting to go to heaven when I die but was like, I don't know, like life seems kind of boring until then. I don't want to just sit around and wait. No, 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 no. See, what we get to do is we get to bring the overlap. We, we're called to bring, to say, come Holy Spirit, and to see heaven invade earth, and to see the works and deeds of the enemy undone, to see God's beauty and God's goodness and God's truth brought to this world that is ravaged by sin and death. Let's go back to the very beginning, Genesis chapter 1. right? Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it says, God said... Let us make mankind in our image and our likeness, so they may rule over the fish in the sea and birds in the sky. And so we were called as God's image. We were given authority to rule. But what happened when Adam and Eve sinned, when they decided to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, is that we lost the authority that we've been given. Actually, what I think is that we gave the authority to Satan. And the reason I think that Satan had authority for the earth was because when Jesus was being tempted by Satan in the wilderness, Satan said, if you bow down and worship me, I'm going to give you all the kingdoms of the world. And Jesus didn't say, what are you talking about, Satan? Those kingdoms aren't yours to give. What Jesus said is, it is written, worship and serve the Lord your God only. So apparently they were that Satan had the authority, that he had the authority and he could have given that to Jesus. But what what we see from Jesus' death and his resurrection is he got the authority back. And so when he gave his commission to the disciples, what he said to them in Matthew chapter 18, after Jesus rose from the dead, it said, said, then then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And so, you know what? You guys had the authority because you were supposed to rule. You gave it to Satan. I got it back. Now I'm giving it back to you. Now I'm letting you exercise my authority in my name. And he said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So do you want a vision for your life? Here is a vision for your life right? The overlap, when you accept Jesus, when you, the, the, when you pray that prayer for Jesus to come into your heart, what that means is the overlap is happening in your life, right? Now, heaven is inside of you, and heaven is now starting to undo all the sin and the pain and the hopelessness that was in your life, and is bringing joy and bringing peace and bringing abundant life. So the overlap starts with you, and now what you are called to do, as you know God more, and as you now are the tabernacle, Right, because it says, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, you are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. See, you are the tabernacle in the same way that Jesus was the tabernacle. Now you are the tabernacle. And so we are to go about and live our life being connected to God, loving God, serving God, worshiping God, but realizing that now we're the overlap. We're the living overlap, and the Holy Spirit is inside of us, and so there's supposed to be rivers of living water that are flowing out of us, and so when you go into a situation, you go to your, say you're going to go to like Sunday dinner right now, and like your family hates each other, and everybody's mad at each other, and they're yelling at each other, and it's just, it's just stressful, right? You're just trying to eat, and everyone's at each other's throats. Well, you're the overlap. You got to bring peace. You gotta you, you see, the hev- heaven is working through you and maybe by your words or by just sometimes even just your presence. Remember when Jesus, he sent out his disciples and he said, he said this really interesting thing to his disciples. He said, he said, when you go into a home, like they were going to go like vagabonds kind of staying in people's houses. When you go into a home, give them your peace. And if they accept you, if they say, yeah, you're welcome here, let, let your peace stay. But if they don't, if they're kind of rude to you, then take your peace back and leave. So apparently, right, as as with the overlap, that the peace of God is a thing that's on our life, and so you can go into a situation where there's stress, and you can you because of the overlap, because heaven is now like consuming your life, you can bring the peace of heaven into your family, you can bring the peace of heaven into your workplace. Right? You can bring God's justice where there's injustice, God's provision. That's why we, that's why we feed the poor. That's why, that's why we, we do what we do is because we want to demonstrate the overlap. And so that is what it is that we're called to do. That's the vision for our life, that we want to walk with Jesus and that we want to spread the overlap wherever we go. And, I, you know, what, what does this look like in a practical way? And so I was thinking about John Wimber was the, uh, the founder of the Vineyard Movement. He, uh, he started the Vineyard Movement. He died in 1997. His testimony, he tells her, it's really funny, like when he just talks about the, the story, the process of how he got to know Jesus. He grew up a total pagan, like basically had never stepped foot in a church, became a Christian when he was like in his early 30s. And, uh, and so, so he and his wife and his little kids, they started going to this church and, uh, and it, none of it made sense to him. It was all very foreign, very different. But the people seemed really nice. And they were teaching the Bible. And he, you know, he met Jesus in a powerful way. And he wanted to learn the Bible. And, and so he, he'd go to church week after week. And, and he loved reading the Bible. He especially loved reading the Gospels. And he loved reading about Jesus' teaching. And how Jesus healed people. And how Jesus set people free. And, uh, and so one day, he very innocent, innocently went to one of the leaders of this church. And he said, he said, hey, you know, my wife and you know, my family, we've been coming here for a while and, and it's all very nice. He said, but when do we get to do the stuff? And so the guy looked at him and was like, what do you mean? What stuff? What are you talking about? He said, he said well, well, like I'm, I'm reading the Bible and I'm reading about all the stuff that Jesus did, how he healed people and how he delivered people and how, you know, wh- wh- when do we get to do that stuff? Because we talk about the stuff and we sing about the stuff, but when do we get to do the stuff? And so the guy just kind of looked at him, and he's like, yeah, no, I don't think you understand. We don't, we, we, don't really, we don't really do that. But John was asking the right question. And actually, what that question that was inside John actually kind of led to the birthing of the Vineyard Movement. Because what we're trying to do as a church is we want to we do the stuff that Jesus did. And, and so I want to give you some new language to think about that. We want to spread the overlap. And so how is it that we in our lives can see the overlap, to see, see heaven and earth being connected? Three things really quick. The overlap can happen now when we pray for the stuff, right? That Jesus taught us in Matthew 6.10, we are to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done as on earth as it is in heaven. So when we, when we live our life, whatever situations that we're going into, we're praying for the overlap. We're praying, God, let your will be done on earth in this situation as it is in heaven. We experience the stuff can happen when we expect the stuff. When we expect the stuff. John 14, verse 12. Jesus said this. He said, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. So Jesus said, listen, if you believe in me, you're going to get to do stuff. Now, the stuff. Though theologians have argued about, what do you mean greater works? Is it, is it greater quantity or greater quality? You know, I, people have different opinions about that. But Jesus is making it very clear that we're going to get to do what Jesus does. And so we need to have expectations. Like, you need to have an expectation that when you go into a dark situation, some of you are going to workplaces tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock that are really dark. But you need to know that you're going in with the overlap. You're bringing the light of heaven. You're bringing the life of heaven. Be aware of that. You're bringing the peace of heaven. Have an expectation that God's going to show up through you and make a difference. I would love, I'll tell you what, I would love to see us coming to church with a greater sense of expectation. I would love to, yes, here's the thing. Listen, we're talking about the overlap, right? What we do here for church on a Sunday morning is really important. Because we're like the people of God and we come together and we love each other and we're in community together and we learn how to do life together and we serve the poor together and then we worship God together and then we talk about the the truth of the Bible so we can understand the Bible better and then we pray for the sick and we expect God to do stuff. I would love for us to just come to church with this expectation like, man, what is God going to do today? Like, what is God going to do today? Because we're talking about the overlap. We're talking about heaven touching earth. Like, where are we going to go in worship? You know, when we see the kingdom of God come, one of the things that always happens when the kingdom of God comes is the king comes. And so we say, hey, man, I can't wait to get, because we're going to experience Jesus together. We're going to see the king. And so that we come and we live our lives, especially as we come to church, with this sense of expectation because we understand that we're living in the overlap. And the third thing is this, we go out and we do the stuff. We go out and we do the stuff. 1 Corinthians six nineteen: do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. So in the same way, right, so you had the tabernacle in the wilderness, and God dwelled in the tabernacle. Then you had the temple in Jerusalem, and God dwelt in the temple. And then you had Jesus who tabernacled among us and God was present in Jesus as heaven and earth were united in him. And now we are the tabernacle. Now we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so we go and we live our life with that expectation that just as Jesus spread a little bit of heaven wherever he went, that we seek to do that. And Jesus said this to his disciples in John chapter 20, verse 21, after he rose from the dead. He said, peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. Meaning, you're now going to do the stuff that I did. You're going to do the same things that I do. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And so listen, I, I hope, as i you know, I hope that you did, you know, we kind of got the big picture of this. And that maybe you have a little bit of a sense of expectation for your life. To understand like what God wants to do in you and through you what it means that you're made on purpose for a purpose, right? That what your life gets to be about is that God is in the process of renewing all things. And and John had a vision, you know, at the end of Revelation, he saw the, the, the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven as a bride prepared for her husband. And so that's where heaven and earth permanently and perfectly unite. And so what you get to do in your life is you get to join God in the work of in renewing of all things. The Bible says we're to occupy until He comes. And one day, we're going to get to see when heaven and earth are perfectly united, where the overlap happens completely and totally. And we get to join Jesus in His work and to see that overlap happen in different ways. This week, as you go out and you live your life, you're going to have all sorts of opportunities to see the overlap. You're going to have all sorts of ways to see heaven touch earth through you. And that we begin living our life with that kind of an expectation, that kind of an awareness. And that we realize that we, we pray for it, we expect it, and then we do it. So let's all stand together. And I have to, you know what, we're going to pray for a moment here. I just think there's some things we can pray about. But here, I got I to gotta do this though before I end this sermon. If you're here today and you have not yet accepted Jesus as your, as your Lord and Savior, right? That's very like churchy language. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Well, what does that mean? What that means, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says that you're born again. What it means that you're born again is that the overlap is happening now inside of you. What it means is that now heaven is inside of you. And heaven is making you new. And heaven is changing everything. Heaven has gotten inside of you, and you'll never be the same, right? And so you're saved, and you're going to live, you're going to be with Jesus forever. And now you have the seed of the kingdom in you, and it's going to just little by little, it's going to completely change your life. And so if you have not yet accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that means the overlap hasn't begun in your life yet. And so I want to give you an opportunity to say, yes, Jesus. And so let's close our eyes and just pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, I need you. Lord, I want the overlap in my life. I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross in my place. I believe you rose from the dead and you're here right now. I ask that you forgive all my sins. Make me clean so that you can now dwell inside of me. I accept your free gift of salvation. And from here on out, I'm going to follow you because I want to live in the overlap and I want to spread the overlap and I want my life to glorify you. Just keep your eyes closed. Do me a favor, though. If you prayed that prayer, just raise your hand. If you prayed that prayer here this morning. Okay, awesome. I'm going to ask you to do one of two things. If you have a physical connection card, check off on the back that you decided to become a follower of Jesus. we have got some stuff that we'll send you this week that'll be helpful. Or you can text FOLLOW to 201-584-7188 and then that way we'll, we'll get you contact info. We'll be able to send you some stuff, some things that you can read and, and we'll email you and just chat with you about how things are going uh, for your life and how you can be encouraged to just kind of take the next steps. All right, so, so let's all close our eyes and let's pray. God, I bless your presence here right now. God, I thank you that you've called us to this incredible life. And Lord, I pray that you would fill us up with your Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, we pray that heaven would invade our hearts and our lives. I pray for the overlap, God, to come powerfully in each and every one of our hearts right now, God. That you would make us new. That you would transform us. That you'd fill us with your love and your grace and your mercy. God, that rivers of living water would flow out of us, God, that we would be able to spread your kingdom, spread the overlap, see heaven touch earth through us, God. And I just think some of you right now, you know, God is just challenging you, like you're just thinking like, man, I've been letting my life be about some other things, like smaller things. And maybe for whatever reason now, God's speaking to you, and you're just really seeing like what it is that God's calling you to, and there's a sense of excitement and anticipation. Because God is saying, you know what, I have so much for you. There's so much I want to do in you and through you. There are so many lives I want to change through you. And it's not about you. It's about, it's about the overlap of heaven and earth through you. And so, you know what? We're going to have some people from the prayer team come on up. We're going to be doing prayer ministry right here in front of the stage. So if you're on the prayer ministry team, just come on up. And I just, you know, as we close here right now, I just want to invite, I just want to invite some of you, or all of you, I mean, however as many want to, to come up and just let somebody pray for you that you'd be filled with the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would fill you, that the Holy Spirit would touch you, that God would, would just give you everything that you need. Maybe you're sick here this morning and you need healing. That's part of the overlap. You know, God shows up and he, and he brings healing. He brings freedom. He brings deliverance. Whatever your need is right now, God is present. I have experienced, I've seen that when we talk about it, then we get to do it. And there's something about talking about it, I think, in the way that we've talked about it this morning, that really does just kind of release the kingdom of God and release God's power, release God's presence. And so I would encourage you to take advantage of that. And just come on up and let somebody pray for you. That you, whatever it is you need right now for the overlap to increase in your life. So God, we just pray in Jesus' name that you would come and that you'd meet us right now. Holy Spirit, come. Fill us up, God. May we have rivers of living water flowing in us and through us, bringing your kingdom, bringing your life, bringing your love. We ask this in Jesus' name as we join you in the renewal of all things. Amen.